Hi, Essence listeners. So today, for those of us who believe and celebrate, it's Good Friday 2023. Such an amazing and memorable day it was for me. As my husband, bless his heart, decided to let me be the one to deliver today's message at our church. Now, it got even more interesting that while I was digging deep into the word and trusting God to allow me to do a great, great, great job for him and for his glory, our spiritual father and mentor, Apostle Dr. Stephen Andrews, walks into the service and I was a little bit, little bit nervous, but because I had prayed and asked God to just help me to stay focused, I was able to continue and to do this for the glory and the honor of God. Such a memorable day for me, Essence listeners. And I just wanted to share that with you. And if you would just continue listening, you will hear my Good Friday message as God would have had me do with a little bit of my Cinderella story as the apostle walked in. So let's get into the message. Take a listen, enjoy, and don't forget to leave me a reply to this message with your feedback on Spotify. God bless you. Such a power and leave. It baffles us because we don't understand why this happens. And the reason for that is a lot of us do not stick to our decision. Now let's look at Jesus in Luke 22, 39, 46. What is Jesus going through? When he began to pray in verse 40, he said, verse 42, Father, if you, if it is your will, take this cup from me. If you are willing, take this cup from me. Now, Jesus knew why he was on earth. Okay, he knew what his mission was. He knew why he came. So why is he asking God to take it away? That's an important question. Why is he asking God to take this thing away from him? When you already know what the mission is, you have the vision. That's why God gave us a prophet that tells us this is what God said you are going to do. He gives you the vision. But then the, the cross that leads to that crown that God is promising you is so heavy that you begin to want to fall away. Why is he saying, take away from me? But something significant happens after in the same breath that he's asking him to take it away. He continues and says, there isn't even a full stop after this. And a full stop means that it ends. The thought, the expression has stopped. There isn't a full stop there. So that tells us in the same breath that Jesus is asking God to take it away. He comes back and he says this, yet... Yet not my will, but yours be done. Do you understand what this means? What level of humbleness this is? What level of spiritual maturity it is? For you to be in a position where you already foresee that this is about to happen and you don't want it, it's not desirable to you, but you are still able to say, Father, if it is your will, that I must go through this. Let it be done. How many of you can safely say, when you are going through what you are going through, that you can actually pray this prayer? That you can actually say, even at the brink of death, Father, 
And we can want to take this away. We, I, cannot, I cannot take it. I'm tired. I see people posting love your soul that is tired. This is a level of submission that can only come from someone who has truly decided in their mind, body, and spirit to follow Jesus. When we don't get our way, we bet. That's how we say it in a video. We bet. There's something my daughter, when I tell her, no, she throws a tantrum. And I try to explain to her, honey, it's okay for mom to say no. I'm saying to God, it's okay for God to tell you no. Just because he's God and he's nice and he's capable of giving you everything you ask for, doesn't mean he's obligated to tell you yes all the time. And we have this in our mind with this kind of Santa Claus ideology that we must go before God and whatever we ask, he must say yes and if he doesn't, we are upset. And then we don't want to come back to church or we don't want to do this God thing. We don't want to be in a relationship with God anymore because he didn't give us what we wanted. Who are you to know exactly what it is that you want? Do you have the wisdom? Did you even consult with God before you ask him for what it is that you wanted? The Holy Spirit is the one who gives us insight and tells us what to pray for. Because we don't even know in ourselves what is going to happen within the next minute. So a friend of mine said to me, I like to ask God for what he wants for me. Because if I ask him for what he wants for me, the answer will always be yes. <laughs> I find it was so interesting. So before you pray, you say, you say, Lord, I really want this here. I really want this car because my car is, you know, not so good. It's not kind, like we like to say. So if it is your will, I would like to get a new car. Lord, I would really like to have a husband because this singleness thing is not really singling for me. So, um, if it is your will, I would like to have a husband or what? Or we just say, Lord, I want to give it to me now. There's a commercial that says, it's my money and I want it now. So we go before God and we're waiting and God is still saying no. And we're waiting and God is still saying no. And we're waiting and God is still saying no. So we get frustrated and we give up. We forget that we came in front here and we cried and we got all emotional and we say, all I want is Jesus. All I want is Jesus. I nothing else. I don't go back into the world done. But the moment he says no, you forgot all that charade that you did in front there. This is why they call us hypocrites. Because they see us get all emotional. That's why your emotions and your feelings are dangerous. Because in that moment of your feelings, all you want is Jesus. But when Jesus objects you, or when he convicts you, or when he says to you, you leave it right, then all of a sudden, you're back in some different feelings. But this time, you don't like him anymore. The minute someone begins to speak truth into us, we begin to get upset and uncomfortable and ruffle our feathers like we want to fight back. Or she doesn't like me, and he doesn't like me, and Words for me. Come on, somebody. We must be convicted. We must be growing. You cannot be in a place where everything is perfect and everybody likes you. We ain't in heaven yet. This is the earth. So what you do is, and I've told you this before, what you do is you listen to the critics. You listen and you check the conviction. I 
and you humble yourself and you say, if it is in your will, let it be done. This is important. This is important. If it continues and he said, and it says, he went back and he told them to stop and stop sleeping and wake up. But I want to look at verse 44 and it says, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, more earnestly, he goes deeper into prayer, okay? And his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Now Luke was a physician, what does that mean? doctor he, he knew about uh, scientific things that's why he, he gave that specific account he said his sweat was like drop of blood falling on the ground or people look at different meanings of this because they might say okay it felt like big drops like how blood would fall when it's whatever but there is another part to it there's actually a scientific word for this that is taking place but I want to look at the definition of the word anguish because I want you to see what to him being that way the blood sweat coming from him anguish if you do a quick google search which we can easily do is severe mental or physical pain or suffering not just pain see here that's the that's the key word there that is how much it is it's big it's great it's powerful it's an extreme pain mental physical suffering Another word that is used interchangeably with anguish is agony, extreme physical or mental. The word mental here is very important, it's very significant. And I'll tell you why I'm saying that. You see, Jesus went through quite a lot. He went and he endured quite a bit of things. There were many reasons. If there was one human being that could give up, it would be Jesus. If there was one human being that could say, you know what, I'm done with this, just take me back up to heaven, I'm good for this. Jesus endured rejection. They didn't accept him in his own town. So he went into other places to preach. Jesus was doubted. The scribes and the Pharisees consistently followed him around and doubted what he did. They doubted his miracles. They doubted what he said. They doubted his abilities. They accused him. They called him Beelzebub. They found he was the You take what you want and then you leave. So you don't you don't have any attachment. You don't even have a heart to be cutting to say and have some kind of remorse and say, you know what? I don't need to be loyal to the church like that, but I need to be loyal to God for what He did for me at least. At least to God. We're not trying that you come here to be indoctrinated into our ministry, but at least be grateful. Do you know? I'm to say is because a lot of times people blame the church and they say that the church hurts people and the church destroys people but it's time for you to see what you are doing to the church so when you come here and we sweat which is our job it's okay God anointed us to do it and we pray for you and we cry out to God and we allow the demons to leave and we cancel assignments of death over your life and then we see you in the street in Bacchanal we feel 
So Jesus had many reasons to give up on his decision to not save us by grace. He had many reasons. But this morning, I want to focus on the battle that is above all battles. It's one thing when it's coming from outside. You can see it coming. It's one thing when the people are against you and the battle is outside of you. But when it is inside, this is a different level of battle. And this is why I said the word mental is so important because Jesus now in that garden praying is facing an internal battle, a mental psychological battle. And this is where the sweat of blood comes in. His internal battles of great anguish that made him pray sweat of blood is an actual condition called hematrosis or hematrosis. This is what it is. And if you could put up the picture for me, the word's so fancy, I can't even pronounce it. I'm an English person. And this is what it is. It is a real, very real, it doesn't happen easily and often, but very real medical condition that causes one's sweat to contain blood. So you can get to a mental state that is so painful, that is so severe, that is so agonizing, that you can actually sweat blood. It can be droplets of blood in your sweat. The sweat glands are surrounded by tiny blood vessels that can constrict and then dilate to the point, to the point of rapture, causing blood to effuse into the sweat glands. The cause of hematidrosis is an extreme anguish. If you look at the picture, you'll see it. In other gospel accounts, we see the level of Jesus' pain where he says, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. So you think that you have a mental state where you think you're going crazy? Look at this. Look at this picture. And think about it. What could cause Jesus so much pain that the sweat contained blood? It's real. It says that if you look it up, it says it's a real medical condition. So I really don't want to say it like this, but unless our sweat has blood in it, we ain't reaching over yet. And I want us to remember the scripture this morning and just imagine Jesus in that garden praying and crying and asking God, it is not me, Lord. Take it away from me. I can't do this. I cannot do this. This is hard. This is painful. This is hurt. Hurt on top of hurt. Now, do you think Jesus was in so much anguish just because he was about to be crucified? I think that's only a small part of it. I think it's because of the level of sin that he now had to take onto himself. I think that's what caused this blood to come out. Because again, like I said, being crucified or being externally painful is one thing, but getting from inside, for sin that I have to consume every sin of every person in this planet on earth, every bit of sin on your 
to be crucified. It wasn't Jesus' flesh that was crucified on that cross. It was our sin. This is where he destroyed it. This is where he took it on. And the worst part is, God doesn't say sin. So if you're going to be sinful, God is going to be away from that because that is filthiness. And just the thought of being the son of God and knowing that your own father is not in So that you will not fall into it. 
temptation. So when your flesh begins to crumble on you, press against you, get up and pray. Get up and pray. You cannot be a child of God and not be consistently in prayer. How else are you going to know what you should be doing if you are not consistently talking to your father? How else are you going to advance in your relationship with him if you are not consistently speaking to him and in communication with him? Those of you who are married, that's why you live with your spouse so that you can be in constant contact and constant communication. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. If you are a child of God and years are passing and you are not growing in your relationship with God, I can safely say he's not with you or you are not with him because it doesn't reflect the quality of who God is. When God is in something, it's not stagnant. When God is in something, it grows. When God is in something, he stretches it. When God is in something, he expands it. He impacts it. He elevates it. So if you are you in, you out, and you're still the same, if you all change, so you need to be changing and transforming. Jesus had to take that cross before he got the crown. You 
You have a prophet who gives you a word and says to you, God said, this is what is going to be. And you're all excited and you're happy and you think it's happening tomorrow. So if tomorrow comes and it doesn't happen, then you give up and you call him a false prophet. But you don't realize that in order for God to take you there, that's why he gave you the vision because he wants you to have something to hold on to. So you don't give up and we don't realize it like this. If I tell you, God said, this is what you're going to happen, is going to happen. This is what is going to take place. Whatever happens, this is what it is. So whenever you see something that is contracted, you keep reminding God and yourself, you said I'm going to be this, you said this is what's going to happen. Death might even to not because the devil needs to beat you up a few times because God needs to make sure he prepares you to get to that because some of us are not prepared but the wind is coming so we have to go till we get there. Sister Patrice, I'll never forget that because this is that moment that God showed me this. She she messaged me and she said to me, Sarayas it's not going well and stuff like that. And, and we were supposed to pray. And I said to her, remember, God said she's going to be a doctor. And she's still a child. So I want you to be encouraged that whatever that is, it's not going to win. Because she's going to be a doctor and she's not one yet. So all I need you to do is remember what God said. Pray child. Receive the healing and keep on. So when the devil comes lying to you, all you gotta do is remember, God said, I am going to be this. God said, I am going to be that. But unless you know his promises over your life, you will give in to the temptation that Jesus is warning us about. He's telling us that we are going to be tempted. Temptation is going to come. We must stay sober in prayer. It's hard. He knows it's hard. That's why blood was in his sweat. He knows it's hard. But that's why we don't lean on our own strength. That's why we lean on to him. That's what prayer is. Is inviting him to come and join you in the battle. Is inviting him to come so that you can lean on his understanding and not yours. Is inviting him to come so that the army of heaven can be on your side and you can begin to endure to the end. Endurance. Where are the believers who want to endure to the end? Anguish here, great anguish. Agony, pain, a real medical condition. But he stopped it and he told God, Not my will. But yours be done. Believers, I'm asking to humble yourself before God and tell Him, not my will, but yours be done. Once I know my heart is clean, Lord, what if it's me? Convict me, show me, so I can repent. But if it is not me, let your will be done. When they rise up against me, if it is not me, for no cause at all, let your will be done. Whatever it is, let your will be done. Jesus is reminding us on this good, good, good Friday to endure, to stick to your decision. You stood before God and you said, I renounce the world. 
I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I want you in my heart. I reject the devil. I want you, God. He's asking you to remember your baptism. Remember the gift of salvation. Remember what it cost him. Prophet, we say salvation is free, but it was free. Look, it cost him. A new covenant that we now have. But we don't have to offer a sacrifice to your priest with an animal anymore. Our sacrificial lamb took it all. So that we can come and be brave in the presence of God. God is calling his children to stick to the decision to be his children. It's either you are for God or you are against him. We must stop being lukewarm. We need to get past that stage. We've been in here long enough. We've been in church long enough. And I believe that in this country, enough people know the truth about God. So if you're still confused, I've got to help your indecisiveness and your confusion. I'm just telling you, but if you have not seen the wrong people of God yet, ask Him to open your eyes. The other day, here that could simply say, I have seen the wonderful word of God. I tasted, stop wasting and taking his grace for granted. If it could hurt us as his children, what do you think it's doing to him to know that after he saw endure all of this, that we are still walking all over God and disrespecting him, disrespecting his son, disrespecting We need to get it right. We have people who are depending on us to get it right. We don't need to go around and beating like the Israelites and be stiff men. Just make up your mind and stick to the decision. Endure. Endure to the end. He didn't say you want to do it on your own. He is with you. In that storm, he's with you. We got too much in our things. We're good. We're happy. Like a ship without sail, so the wind just takes it anywhere. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. Please not fall into temptation and endure to the end. Where are the people who just love God enough to mean business and are serious? Sister Juna always said, Lady Grant, not going back. Don't with this, I'm not going back, I'm not going back. And maybe that's what you need to do. Remind yourself that you're not going back. If you keep speaking it, you will give it life. Tell yourself, I'm not going back, I'm not going back, I'm not going back. There's this, this wrestler, he's just coming to my mind. I think they call him Paul, Paul Kogan. Everything, when he already got his feet down and he was ready to get back up, they talk about his getting up, they talk about his getting up. Until you come, until 
he comes or calls us we're gonna speak to Jesus. We're gonna worship our Father. We're gonna let our lives glorify Him. We're gonna present ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable before God. It is time that the saints of God rise up and stop running around to tell us that we are not true believers. They shouldn't have anything to say us. Peter Let's give God some 
Have you gotten a copy of my latest book? The Essence of Life, God, Them and Me is now available in bookstores in Antigua, at our church office also in Antigua or on Amazon.com. Get a copy today and learn about how to live the abundantly balanced life along with the five key areas of your life that I cover here on the podcast. My very first book is also available for purchase on Amazon and in Antigua called Walking a Two-Way Street. Stay connected with me as God continues to take me from strength to strength and allow me to have the messages that he would like to share to you through me in this time and in this season. Sebo, sounds good.